1: Good evening and welcome to Clyde One's Super Scoreboard as 2021 lands with a bang. Celtic are in Dubai hoping to get their season back on track after falling 19 points behind Rangers. Steven Gerrard's not getting carried away though despite the 1-0 win at Ibrox on Saturday. Elsewhere across the weekend, Livingston and Hamilton were among the big winners as managerless Motherwell's woes continue. I'm Gordon Duncan. Joining me tonight is Alex Ray and Hugh Evans. Celtic being in
2: Dubai is an immense waste of time and an immense waste of money. The trip breaks no rules, but it's broken hearts that Celtic have to be wary of. A lot of their fans lost belief in 10 in a row being a possibility after Saturday's defeat at Ibrox. A bad season just got worse After the loss to Rangers And now The fallout will be long And acrimonious It's a long time to go Alec Between the start of January And the end of May While knowing You're not going to get the thing You wanted most Yeah another good
3: weekend of football Gordon seven ones in the spin For Livingston Who maul Hibbs at Easter Road Kelly and St Mirren Share the spoils Aki's won a big three points Over their neighbours Motherwell And Rangers
1: 1-0 from to move 19 points clear I'm expecting a busy night 0141 951 1025 That is the number you need to have your say Don't just sit back and wait And see if someone else brings up the point That's been bugging you all weekend (laughs) Step up to the plate And have your say for yourself Where to start, right? If we're talking on the pitch Celtic fans, Rangers fans What did you make of it? What did you make of the game? What did you make of the big talking points? The sending off Alan McGregor's performance Then the bigger picture Where does this leave The title race Is there one Is there any way At all Celtic Can claw this back Yes or no And of course Off the field Very far off the field Celtic Are in Dubai Celtic fans Wise decision Or not Under these present Circumstances You tell us 01419511025 And twitter At Clyde SSB Like I said If you think there's something That's not been brought up Speak now or forever hold your peace, Hugh Keaven's. Correct. It was not
2: a secret that Celtic were going to Dubai. They had to rearrange a game against Hibs uh, from next Saturday to next Monday. Uh, so it wasn't a secret, but it becomes a bad idea when you lose at Ibrox, and so far as I am concerned, effectively. Gave up 10 in a row at
1: Ibrox Football seems like the sensible place to start Alex, yeah. I can't promise that we'll stay there Between now and <laughs> 8 o'clock But Ibrox on Saturday What do what you take away from it?
3: Yeah, well I think it was a, an important win for Rangers Going, uh, I think Celtic Performance up till an hour Was impressive uh, You know, they took the game to Rangers uh, And they came up against a, a goalkeeper Alan McGregor who was in terrific form um but again it's a, the, we spoke about in recent weeks about trying to different uh, challenges for rangers they managed to go over the line and uh you know celtic find ourselves uh, 19 points
2: behind
1: any way back you any way at all for you i but, think i think i know what you're
2: going to say but no not for me at all uh celtic would need to win every game including the next two against rangers and they've lost the last two to rangers uh so i, I do not see that being a possibility also you know, Alec touches upon Alan McGregor and Rangers goal When Rangers need A goalkeeper to bail them out of trouble They have one When Celtic need a goalkeeper to bail them out of trouble They don't have one So that among many other things Explains why I think 10 ended On Saturday afternoon at Ibrox
3: Yeah I, s- I said in the show uh, Directly after the whole film game going That I felt as if there was still a bit of Work to be done uh, I think it's a difficult month For Rangers I think we had a caller A couple of months ago Highlighted uh, January is a difficult month For Aberdeen Motherwell Ross County at home Which I think will be Fairly straightforward And then I think They have Hibs away So there's, there's some difficult games If Rangers are still In the same position Come the end of January I think it's mm. uh, done and dusted
1: Of course you If if your view is shared By Celtic fans That has that That's a knock on effect Well what now What, what, what do we do Between yeah. now and the end of the season Is Neil Lennon's job Still safe Because we were told Publicly that the Celtic board Would take a look at it again In the new year We're now in the new year But Celtic are in Dubai Can we assume that that That's not Going to change anytime soon? The next thing we have to wait for Gordon Is the
2: uh, Celtic review Which was promised In January They said uh, in a statement That the, the, the progress of the team Would be reviewed in January I said to you that night When you read out the statement That means Neil Lennon has until this Rangers game at Ibrox I see no point in uh, letting Neil Lennon go right now I think you wait to the summer And see exactly who is out there I don't think Neil himself Would believe that he has a future At Celtic beyond this season uh, Again that's for the fans to tell us tonight whether they believe that is the case or not. But I don't think he'll be there for the start of next season. And I think that Celtic have no need now to buy in the transfer window because they've been buying for a manager who won't be there. I always felt it was going to be difficult to get ready,
3: Neil, at this particular time because whoever was coming in the door. Would have had four or five months And if Rangers going on and win the league Gordon I always felt the manager Would be labelled with the guy Or party of the, the responsibility for that So I thought it would be difficult to come in uh, um, I'd be interested to find out You know We'll probably never find out What list of managers they've got uh, Potentially replace him Could they bring him in now Because it gives them time now Hugh's saying give him to the summer Because there may not be another option Does that mean you give him uh, The autonomy or part of the responsibility To recruit in January and you're thinking It's a guy you've already Going to let
2: out the door But I don't think There's any point In recruitment in January Because it's gone
1: It's gone now Yeah but Players for next season Might be bedded in If you sign them now But if you're Rangers, saying, Rangers you know, have shown it In the past Was it Davis and Defoe coming in in January And in people well, said yeah. oh, They're not up to speed And we're not seeing much Then all of a sudden The next season rolls around And they're bang at it Anyway That's just one of a million questions I think we've got to try And get through Between now and 8 o'clock 01419511025 Ian Is a Celtic fan Calling in To kick us off tonight Ian how would you sum up your emotions as a Celtic fan just now?
4: I'm absolutely furious. It's Celtic have lost 10 0 They've got out in an absolute whimper. It really annoys me. Neil Lennon has still got his job as a Celtic manager. I phoned up a few weeks ago and I says to the guys on your show there, I'm thinking of stopping my five season tickets I've had for 25 years. I'm obviously disgusted and, and Peter loyal as well for giving Neil Lennon the job in the first place. Lennon should have never have got that job in the first place. It was a cheap, op- cheap option and it's spectacularly backfired. And as far as Neil Lennon getting a uh, token about taking new players in, in January, well, as far as I'm concerned, I'm sure the, magi- the majority of Celtic fans would see this as well. Neil Lennon has squandered millions and millions of pounds already. I wouldn't give Neil Lennon one more penny to spend on a, a league they're trying to trying to chase. They, they've no, they, they actually no, they've
1: already lost. Was ten in a row done before Saturday, Ian, or did Saturday? A long time was that ago. Decisive. A long time ago.
4: The majority of Celtic fans will admit to you, that ten in a row was done uh, some time ago. But there's still an element to kind of face up to the truth. But I'd like to, on this programme, I'd like to congratulate Rangers, because there's no question about it. Rangers, I mean, Sally Farns will hate me for saying this, but I don't, I, I don't care. I, I say it as I see it. Rangers have been the best team in Scotland this year, no question. I mean, they've, they've hardly lost any goals. All the players they've taken in have been fantastic boys. But all the players we've taken in, to be quite honest with you, most of them have been dummies, apart
1: from Turnbull. So. I mean Hugh We know the scenario right It's 19 uh-huh. points But Celtic do have Three games in hand If they win them It remains a big if Come down to 10 points Play Rangers twice more that, That's That's about as optimistic A picture as, as I can paint at the moment And, and they may well do that uh-huh. um, but, but Ian's saying it, it was it was gone before the weekend uh, I don't think it was gone entirely before
2: the weekend because if if uh, Celtic had beaten Rangers with the three games in hand, you're back into that uh, territory of thinking, well, you know, there's still a, a bit of room for uh, a comeback there. To put Neil Lennon into perspective, first of all, Ian describes him uh, as the, the decision having spectacularly backfired. That's not entirely fair because Neil Lennon did get the quadruple treble over the line. Therefore You cannot dismiss that achievement However The season started to go wrong Immediately for Celtic With all of the business over Lee Griffith coming back unfit And Neil Lennon having to leave him out Then Ferenc Baros, Which was a disaster Not qualifying for the Champions League Neil Lennon then tore the squad apart In a press conference immediately after the game Then came the Europa League Celtic finishing bottom of their group In embarrassing fashion Losing eight goals home and away To Sparta Prague Etc, etc, etc Then came the Betfred Cup Out to a Ross County team Who were days away from firing their manager Because of his lack of success at the club So a bad season got worse at Ibrooks. And the point at which I do agree with Ian There's no point in spending money now Absolutely none The league's gone And you might be bringing in players That the next manager Doesn't fancy So unless you know Who the next manager is And you consult Mm -hmm. him Privately
1: Then I see no point In spending in this window The thing about this is Alex so many Layers to this And perhaps we're going off On a tangent But the whole point of a Big club with a functioning Recruitment structure Is that that doesn't matter That bit's not supposed to matter Because managers do come and go But you've got a head of recruitment You've got a structure and you sign players I, I get what he was saying But for Celtic They just sit back and go We're not going to try and improve the squad Because there's no point yeah. I'm not sure the fans would be too happy to hear that
3: I would be really surprised If they're not trying to get a goalkeeper in Gordon and First they, they and they need a defender surely yeah, well, Because well, well, Christopher absolutely. Julian Julian's out for 3-4 to four months uh, I said in the show at the weekend If it was me I would send Duffy back If it was possible within the, the realms of the n- negotiation with Brighton uh, In terms of recruitment I think it's Okay Which you was saying In terms of the next manager But as you say There's a structure in place And Recruitment's part of that You know There'll be deals already in place With people coming out of contract uh, Neil, Neil will be part of that You'll have uh, Nicky Hammond And then you'll have Peter Lowell. So they will all Collectively be It's not just the manager That makes these decisions Gordon I'm sure Over the course We've seen Brendan Rodgers it It's fed He says I've not even seen The boy playing Yeah. So you know So there's players Coming in out of Parkhead That are not necessarily Manager's uh, choice uh,
1: Ian thank you very much That was Ian and Aberdeen To kick us off tonight John Paul is next up He's a Celtic fan I suppose same question To you John Paul How would you sum up Your, your feelings Your emotions As a Celtic fan After the weekend
5: Evening Gordon I'm asking uh, I'm I'm, I'm pretty disappointed you know um, also gutted you know I'm, I think I'm fair on here and I think that credit to credit Stewart Rangers have been brilliant all season you know and Celtic haven't been anywhere near it but what annoys me is I've come on here and I have a of the players for being bad or whatever it is but why has it taken to you go know, 16 points behind go to your rivals and have, have a game like that every player on it every crisp pass you know um, Griffiths has got to be mentioned you know he's Everybody on the show, all um, you as journalists and not, everybody on the show knows how good a player Gifford is. What's the point in coming to the park in December? Why was your attitude no right from the start of the season? Why was your attitude no spot on so you could be playing up top with Edward? You see what it brings out in Edward, you see what it brings out in the rest of the team when, when the two of them are integrating. You know, Christy, you know, it's Tumbo and so on, I, I feel for they guys, they just came in and started doing a bit and showing what they've got. But everybody else, you know, to put on a performance like that, I, I mean, they've policed the fans all season. There's, there's not been a performance anywhere near it had on Saturday. You know what? And see there've been situations where Celtics have been beaten when Rangers are the better team. That happened in Saturday, that can happen in football. I'm, I'm aware of it. But right now Celtic I've spoken about it before, they have a massive, massive job in their hands. Do they stick with Neil in and start getting other people in because if you look at that if you look at the squad and you look at Ayer, you look at Carl McGregor, you look at Edward, El Hamid, El all these players that are alone, all these players that are going to want away in the summer they have got a rebuilding job You know And it's just I I think the fans have been pushed a bit by the players And some of the players Need to take a look at themselves
2: With regard to Griffiths First of all And he started it all uh, By returning unfit And unable to play football That's a lack of professionalism On his part And When he Later on in the season Started to do well Neil Lennon said He's a rascal He's not fit yet Well That's not good enough either Because I don't care whether he's a rascal or not why is he still unfit in the wintertime? It's one thing to come back after the summer break and be unfit, but if
1: you're still not fit by the winter time, Neil Lennon should not have tolerated that. In terms of that, that performance, Alex, I wonder yeah. if th- there are other Celtic fans like John Paul who are frustrated. Because look, before we get accused of getting carried away, you don't you don't get any points for performances. Rangers won the game and yeah. we get that. Alan McGregor made saves, that's what he's there for. And as John Paul mentioned, sometimes the better team in the day Doesn't win the football match But With 45 minutes gone Maybe an hour I wonder if everyone Was actually united in saying We didn't see this coming I feel like that was perhaps A Celtic performance People didn't think They were capable of And they troubled Rangers In a way That people didn't think They were capable of Why is it taking so long To see that
3: Gordon I think John Paul makes A really valid uh, point I was chatting to one of my mates uh, Who supports Celtic And he was highlighting The same thing He says It all started with Griffiths As Hugh said Coming back in the summer Overweight Doesn't set a good uh, Tone for the season He hasn't been able To get up to speed Until half the season's gone Now if you take the game In isolation at the weekend I look at Edward I think My god What a handful he was Causing all sorts of problems I look at um, Callum McGregor Driving past some people In the middle of the park Really aggressive On the front foot You look at Christie's Work rate Tracking back people And you think to yourself My god I would, If I'm a Celtic fan I'm looking there and going Why is it taking This game half the season going to see these guys perform like this yeah. on a weekly basis. And that is a big question, Mark. And, and and again, you're looking at them and you're thinking to yourself, are they going to go back to their normal performances of late or are they going to kick on?
2: And the other question, Mark, why did it take so long to realise that Turnbull and Sorrow were bringing legs Absolutely. to the middle of the park uh, when, with no disrespect to Scott Brown, I'll, I'll say it again for the, the benefit of those who Think there's an agenda He is the The best Celtic captain Since Billy McNeil And I do not use that phrase lightly However The legs had gone Games were being played At a snail's pace While Scott Brown was there And then when Ismail Asoro And David Turnbull come in People could see a whole new Style is that, is that, up Is
3: that purely down to Loyalty to players You know as you say over, over the course You know because When you look at the, the, the legs Or and indecision the
2: energy, Loyalty or indecision You didn't know your best team And it took you until The 2nd of January To find out that that was the best system
1: And by then It became too late John Paul any complaints about the sending off That obviously played a big part in the game at the weekend?
5: Um, no 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 for me You know I think I think b has been caught wrong side And I think Morelos is away from me it's A stupid challenge As soon as I was watching it right away I said he's, he's got to go You know I think it was it was stupid, you know. But I've I've also got another point if I can put it across. That all right? Sure. So the day, you know, as, you, as social media is a powerful thing, you know. And I'm sitting looking at a picture of the day. Celtic put up a picture of hard training, hard day training in Dubai. You know, somebody else posted a picture under it, and they had season tickets, and they said, "Hold on a minute, you thought that hard." There's a picture of Scott Brown and Neil Lennon sitting outside the, the pool with a beer. Now that's fine if they want to do that. And that's fine if that's the standards. But I'm thinking. See under Brendan Rodgers, I don't think that would have happened and I know we've moved on, but has the standard dropped at Celtic completely? Has, has the standard of professionalism, has the standard of, or the standard of play, you know, I just didn't think that would have been allowed under a previous manager and this is where I'm going. Celtic have got a big division to make. Do they stick with Neil Lennon or did they look for someone else? For me, they look for someone else in the they'll
2: Neil Lennon will go as part of Celtic's folklore. He will go as the only man ever to have won a treble as a player and won a treble as Celtic manager. But, his time, for me, has come to an end And the rebuild has to be done by a, a new
1: builder Here's the thing, when pictures like that And I've seen them as well And I'm sure many people have When they emerge, Alex um can be quite tricky, right? Because many people listening will, will have their own feelings and, and be 100% sure that they're legitimate And they're real and, and all the rest of it And I, I don't personally even have to agree or disagree but it's a slightly delicate one for us to 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 know for sure one hundred percent that they're mm-hmm. definitely sitting with a beer and you know and I don't want to insult people I know they can they can use their own eyes but you see where I'm going with this Hugh oh. it's not always easy for us to be able to hundred percent yeah s- stand that stuff up however there is clearly a debate there should Celtic be in Dubai yes or no uh, not for me as I said at the very start it's a waste of
2: time it's a waste of money. And to use the modern day expression The optics are bad The optics would have been better Had Celtic stayed at home And got into training again For the match against Hibs If Neil Lennon wants to put it out there That the league title Is not over and done with yet If the players want to say It's not over and done with yet Then Stay here Get on with your work And start to prove it With the game against Hibs On Monday night But The optics Are poor
3: a PR disaster Gordon To to be over there the now uh, With the sunshine And what's going on here And the current climate with, with the Covid It looks as if we're into lockdown At midnight again tonight uh, And Celtic are over there in one winner uh, It throws up all sorts of problems And all sorts of questions And I said at the weekend Whoever sanctioned this
1: really, really needs to have a look at themselves Thank you very much John Paulo. 01419511025 We'll hear from the likes of Neil Lennon and Stephen Gerrard And more of your calls next
0: you are the voice of Scottish football. Call 0141 951 1025.
1: Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Kevins and Alex Ray here with me, Gordon Duncan. Tonight's Clyde One at Super Scoreboard. Lots of you getting in touch on the phones and on Twitter. Just before the break, you that the topic of Celtic being in Dubai mm. uh, at the moment came up, and interestingly, some quotes coming out of the Deputy First Minister John Swinney this evening, uh, accusing Celtic of not setting a particularly great example. Um, by flying to Dubai um, On that training camp um, As we all know The restrictions etc Today I mean He was speaking to the BBC earlier Saying he doesn't think it's A good idea I don't think it's a particularly Great example uh, To set um, mm-hmm. Now uh, There are clearly layers to this the, the, fir- the, the first and most obvious one is Are they allowed Are they allowed to do so Are, are they allowed To be there and, I understand that Yes they are Yeah I mean in the, I think that, that would probably be, be correct at the moment the, the, there are certain exceptions um, there's a bit in the Scottish Government guidance that says for those involved in professional sport travelling to training or competing in an event would be one of the exceptions, uh-huh. you'd imagine it, it falls into that category, um, Dubai at the moment, <laughs> if your social media is anything like mine, it feels like half of Glasgow um, is in Dubai because um, they're exempt from self-isolation protocols, so, so there's that there's the official, are you allowed and then there's Read the room Yeah Uh, (laughs) What does the read the room bit look like? Yeah, yeah, yeah It it looks entirely uh,
2: insensitive to be there Let's backtrack though Uh, Celtic announced they were going to Dubai A couple of weeks ago And Hibbs made their annoyance Well known because They didn't think that the game With Celtic should have been moved uh, To accommodate Celtic's trip to Dubai So it wasn't a big secret that Celtic were going there However, since then The COVID-19 situation Tragically has got much worse And tonight With uh, Nicola Sturgeon saying that uh, As of midnight We're all in lockdown uh, For the remainder of January Tonight it looks insensitive However The opportunity was there For John Swinney To say what he has said A fortnight ago When Celtic announced they were going to Dubai I think because Things have accelerated since then The COVID-19 situation Has got worse The First Minister Has had to call Recall Parliament today And say what she said Tonight it looks insensitive To be there Although Technically Legally No rules have been broken
1: uh, However I think that There are also quotes From a Scottish Government Spokesperson tonight Saying that they would expect The Scottish FA To look into Celtic's trip further um, so again, Alex, there, there, that's what I said. There are various layers to this. There's, course, there's that yeah. official. Should they have gone? Are they allowed to go? And but arguably, the bit that probably hits more with with football fans is is just that it's it's the judgment. It's it's the optics. It's Absolutely. the it's the PR. It's fans who've spent hundreds and thousands of pounds on season tickets. They can't go to games. They've bought merchandise. They see the team going 19 points behind. They then have to look at pictures of them training in the sunshine. It doesn't, Listen, start, right, Gordon? For other people, they say, "Well, do you know what? It's got our season back on track," and or, or it's, it's um, and that's you know, absolutely it's, right. It's, it's, you know, it's it's kicked us on in the second half of the season, and if they're allowed to go, they should go. But I, I feel like the majority of people on social media just think, mm, "Surely not on this occasion."
3: Gordon, it worked for Celtic in the last couple of years brilliantly. The whole complexion has changed because of where we are at the moment. I'm, I'm surprised the SPFL sanctioned this In the first place as well They had to go to the SPFL That's right Who they had to, to ask to for permission To
2: rearrange A fixture
3: Yeah so, But they, they must have said uh, They do not ask for permission as well that, To that say was That was their okay explanation
2: You're asked why they want the fixture rearranged And they said because They want to go to Dubai mm.
3: So so you've got that They've got three games Outstanding That need to be played as well There was a perfect opportunity To play it this midweek Instead of changing the game uh, Again Again so when he's come out and says that you know this is not a great example, I've been saying for the last few days, you. I think that this looks terrible. I've got mates who are paying five, six hundred pound for season tickets. They feel as if it's a slap in the face because they can't even go and see their parents because of the the guidelines, and and they're looking and seeing Celtic players who are nineteen points behind, sat there in the sunshine. It doesn't sit
1: right with uh, them. Let's bring in Thomas, who's a Celtic fan from Scythe Just on that topic, Thomas, as a Celtic fan, how do you feel about the, the trip to Dubai?
6: It's absolutely When I say God, To be honest I mean I'll I, I just say There were 19 points Behind Rangers You know what I mean And we're, we're going to Dubai I, I just don't see the point no. I just well, uh, I, I feel I, I, I think the callers I think two callers before With that time Under Brendan Rogers, or With that time Under another manager
1: I don't think so. Well, this, Celtic, this is football in a nutshell, Hugh, because yeah. they go to Dubai every year. Granted, not on not in a, in a global pandemic. Um, these things feel different when you're winning everything.
2: Yeah, as well. If, if Celtic had gone there, 19 points ahead of Rangers, the the furore might have uh, been less than it is now. I go back to the word insensitive tonight. After the first minister has recalled Parliament after what she has had to say about. What the country must go through between now and the end of January Tonight it looks deeply insensitive That Celtic should be in Dubai The only point I'm going to make Other than that Is that this has been known for at least two weeks And no one mentioned insensitivity Or there being anything wrong with Celtic going to Dubai I think because the Covid situation has accelerated Because Nicola Sturgeon has had to do what she has done today it looks deeply insensitive To see Celtic over in the sunshine It's a perfect storm Alex yeah. really it's, it's everything It's I, I it's, it's, all, say, it's all
1: put together
3: There's a, there's a culmination here So you have Celtic on 19 points uh, behind The optics The PR disaster that I, I refer to it Is exactly what it is And what you're looking for Thomas you, you're sitting there and you're saying it was lunacy Who would you expect to actually pull the plug in this Because you know you've got The Covid moving at a rate that could be 50 to 70 times more potent than it was back at the beginning You've got 19 points behind The optics of the whole situation as well the, the other things, all the ingredients for me Just doesn't look good Who would you expect to pull the plug on that at Celtic?
6: Surely it's got to be done to pay a law, Alex Surely Surely we can't. As I say, we can't go to divide when 19 points clear, the league's finished As far as I'm concerned And... and uh, what are we have I I think Lawwell stuck. Lawwell stuck him out
2: and says no. Well, he's, there, a, he's only gone. Yeah, there's a reason why he's called chief executive, because he's the chief, and therefore responsible for the day to day running of the club. Uh, so, the buck stops
1: with uh, Peter Lawwell on this one. You, you're you're right about that, Thomas. Uh, right, Thomas. What about the the other side of it then? The football side, the the league deficit, Neil Lennon's position, all the rest of it. How do you feel about those things?
6: Yeah, well, see, I get the game in Saturday, Gordon. We did play really well. That, that's probably the best option Celtic playing along well. We could obviously we didn't win the game, but we controlled the game. I think the red card did did definitely change it. I mean, I, no, no doubt about it. Um, but I just I just feel we need to rebuild, Gordon, and that's unfortunately it's going to be with Neil Lennon because the board has to come out and say. The board, the board said that they would come out in January and, and obviously review the situation. They've not come out yet. I think they need to come out I think we need to get rid of Lennon. It's simple as that. Thomas, but, sorry,
3: Thomas, that, you, uh, Thomas, you said there that, you know, uh it's the best you've played. I said there earlier on in the show that there were some players who kinda of stepped up to a level that you would expect from McGregor, Edward, um Christie. Why is it taking to game twenty two that you actually pitch up and put a performance in like that when it's been kind of throughout the course of the last few years I don't really know
6: Alex to be honest I'm never, I know we still done
3: this years ago but surely there's know, a frustration with Celtic Thomas surely there's a frustration with Celtic fans who are actually watching that the performance you put on you're right it was the best now we've heard Neil Lennon say over the course of the last couple of months oh we've been great there the intensity, the fluency and all this stuff but it's only been for smaller periods you're actually seen something at the weekend for an hour anyway, because obviously the red card did change the complexion.
1: Thomas, you're saying you know you want you want changes. You think Neil Lennon's time is up? Do you think that will happen? You said it, you want it to happen. Do you think it will?
6: I don't think it will. To be honest, again, I, I think I think I don't. I honestly don't think so. Go back to
2: the optics again. <laughs> How are you going to start next season with Neil Lennon still in charge? No,
1: I think yeah, next season. I'm, I'm talking now. Uh, This this review of progress that's going to take place in January. I don't know what does that mean. The fifth of January, the twenty fifth. Again,
2: the chief executive is the only one who knows the answer to that one. Uh, But having promised a review in January, he has from now until the thirty first of January to deliver. Uh, And I think you have to treat the men and women and children who support Celtic Mm. uh, as sensible human beings. Just tell them what's on your mind. If he's staying. Say he's staying If he's not staying Say he's
1: going And when is he going Okay, thank you Thomas Uh, Stevie there's been Quite a lot to take in Over this weekend On and off the pitch As a Celtic fan How are you feeling tonight?
7: Extremely disappointed But not surprised Um, I'm in a a position here Where I'm I'm agreeing With with, with you On one Mm -hmm. hand And disagreeing On another hand Let me try and explain What should happen Hugh's saying there's no point buying players and this and that in January and all that. I, I see this completely differently. We are always scrambling about at, at, at the death of the Champions League qualifiers, players no settled in, don't even know each other's names, blah, blah, blah. I think they should be taking Neil Lennon into our room and saying, Neil, we said we'd review it. Although performances have improved, Overall it's not good enough Humiliated No embarrassed Humiliated In Europe Several times Not just once Out of the League Cup We know the story of the league It's gone What are we playing for now? The Scottish Cup Five games It's the end of the chapter Quadruple treble Door shut Reset button Should be saying to him Listen Thanks very much Neil It's time to go And try and get a manager in And this is the problem We'll come to this A point in a minute And try and get a manager in And say right Start again I see these guys that want to go, Eddie, Christie, Ayer, let them go, get the money, let them go, start now, get the players in now, give them six months, bed them in, see how we go, give guys like Sorrell, Merv Games, you know, Turnbull, these are the guys who build your team And get Duffy back down the road, a waste of two million quid, I see it that way, but the reason that won't happen is because they don't have a plan B. So they'll just say, you know, performances have improved and we were unlucky at Ibrox and blah, blah, blah. And we'll go through this whole thing in the summer and we'll be scrambling about again, no ready for the Champions League qualifiers if we finish second in the league. So I think it's time to make the change now. With regard
2: to running a business, which uh, Celtic is, it's a, it's a big business, multi-million pound business, uh, I can see your point, Stevie, in uh, selling those uh, who... Have made it known That they would rather Go elsewhere I can, I can see your point That'll in that be a part. I can see your point in that However My problem With your assertion That they should bring in players Who would you trust now To bring in players at Celtic On the back of Vasilis Barkas uh, On the back of Golly, Who has now
1: gone But is still a Celtic player See the thing is As valid as, as that is and, and those examples are good ones <laughs> You can't just not do it. You 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 know, Celtic will have to move on from here, whether it's Neil Lennon or not. You can't just suspend the recruitment of players. F- indefinitely Well but I, I go back to the point Gordon Who
2: would you trust To buy players right now For the, Celtic Because a, a, a lad Alby And a Yeti mm, To a Bolling And to the I know, goalkeeper
1: And on and on it goes. I couldn't argue With any of those Individual examples So what's your solution then Just just stop signing players Until you know For sure That you've got someone in Who can make the right that's decisions the, That's that, that, never That That's not reality Well that's the horrible Complex situation In
2: which Celtic Find themselves Because I wouldn't trust anybody To buy a player for Celtic Right now On the back of Uh, The failures that have come in at uh, a cost of many, many millions of pounds And I go back to the point, you're bringing in players In the possible knowledge that another manager will come in in the summertime And might not fancy them
3: are you saying that you wouldn't trust Nicky Hammond then as well? Correct,
2: absolutely
3: So the manager has not, there's no trust in the manager to bring players in Because he's on the way out the door, Uh potentially There's no trust in the director of football When do they bring them in the summer?
2: The, at the moment, I don't. I don't see any point in Celtic wasting any more money on players with a recruitment strategy that has shown to be, in the main, an absolute failure. Stevie, you, Stevie, you said there's no Plan B,
3: uh, which I find astonishing. When you've got a chief executive who's on three and a half million quid in the in the last uh, annual reports, surely they must have a Plan B.
7: I don't think there is. I, I think Peter Lowell has made a career out of. His mantra of just having enough to beat Rangers And maybe getting into the Champions League When James Forrest scored that last minute goal Against Shakhtar Donetsk To get us into the Champions League all eight years ago I turned into my cousin and I said He's the luckiest guy in Celtic Park And the luckiest guy in the Champions League tonight Because we made it with the skin of our teeth And we always seem to be You know Reactive rather than proactive And it's always too late And we're getting put out with teams that To be honest you'd think you'd have a fair chance of beating My point and I understand what Hugh's trying to say, as I'm saying, see, when you're reviewing a manager, you must have somebody else in mind. Surely. You must have. Mm. Well, so, I mean, I'm, I... what I'm saying is, get the manager in that you want, and then go through the squad. See, the squad, this squad's going to break up naturally. Scott Brown's done. Ayer wants a move. kristy wants a move. Eliannus is own loan. Duffy's own loan. Laxalt's own loan. Although, I wouldn't mind keeping him. Right? Eddie will be away. I mean, there's going to be Five or six of eight players Whether Celtic won 10 in a row Or not That would have been a
1: rebuild Anyway Okay Stevie We'll have to leave it there Thank you to Stevie and Strathblane. We're on Twitter as well uh, Paul says The Celtic trip to Dubai Is gross mismanagement We're in the middle of a pandemic The team are swanning about At a training camp When the rest of Scotland Are in lockdown uh, Stay at home and train Says Paul and um, lots coming in on that actually Brian calls it very poor judgement and leadership from Celtic Uh, 01419511025 more of your calls next
0: 01419511025 this is Scottish Football's lead leader Clyde One Super Scoreboard
1: Hugh Keevans and Alex Ray here with me, Gordon Duncan, on tonight's show. So many calls coming in, so be patient if you can. We'll try our best to get through as many as possible between now and 8 o'clock. Let's hear from Neil Lennon. These are his thoughts on that game at the weekend.
8: Yeah, it's a sore one because we were the dominant team. We played brilliantly. Um, Didn't think it was a red card. Um, And that obviously gave Rangers a bit of encouragement. Got lucky with the goal, obviously. I don't think that an attempt on target, so I'd suggest how well we played even with the 10 men. So, yeah, we're bitterly disappointed not to have come away with something. I thought we deserved a lot more. Listen, we've a lot to do now, you know. Yeah, we were coming here to win, and I think we played that way. Um, so we're disappointed with the, the decision, um, and we're disappointed with the result, but not the performance. And we have a lot of work to do, you know, so... You know, it's it's funny... You, You know, you dominate the game so much. We looked assured, we looked quick, we looked strong. By far the the, the dominant team and, um, you know, we've come away with nothing, which happens in football sometimes. I didn't think we got what we deserved today. You know, over the past few derby games, everyone's been saying Rangers have been the better team, but I think today we were the better team. You know, we made them look sort of laborious at times and we were well on top and by all accounts Alan McGregor got man of the match so you know I think that speaks volumes for our performance but um, there's no doubt the sending off had a huge impact on the on the game we had to change our shape we had to change personnel which was what we didn't want to do and we felt that the longer the game went on we would go on to win the game rather than lose it yeah I mean Marilis might have got a shot off but it would have been from a very you know narrow angle he's not even in the box you know and I think he was too quick to get the red out it's poor from near but it's not a red card. And I think that's changed the course of the game when we were in full control. Nah, he's got it wrong there.
2: You know, if Neil Lennon can say, yeah, he might have got a shot off. Uh, well, yeah, that would make it a goal scoring opportunity then if he gets a shot off. Uh, he's got it all wrong. I-, I do understand that a Celtic manager he can't come out and say, the referee was quite right and our player was stupid. However, that's just plain for the gallery. The fact is, it was a red card. It
1: was a goal-scoring opportunity, mm. uh, and you just have to swallow it. Alex, I did say on Saturday these can generally these can be amongst the most frustrating incidents to analyse because you're asked to predict what what might happen and, and what's going to happen. You know, if it's a tackle, yeah. you don't. You're just you're assessing what does happen. However, um, you know that that's where we're at, and you have to make a go to any any. Anything In Neil Lennon's defence There that you buy
3: Uh, Not at all For me it was A deflection tactic Gordon Beaton got it badly wrong Um And I'm going to go as far To say Ayer was equally As bad Because the distance Between the two centre halves Gordon From a ball For the right back You could have driven Five buses through It It was embarrassing He should recognise That he should be half On the cover Come across And uh the fact that he's actually admitted they can get shot off would suggest it's a goal-scoring opportunity, which is the rule. So, uh, as I said, I thought it was a deflection tactic. But, uh, that's, but that's 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 the the risk that you take, Gordon, by playing midfielders at centre half. But that is indicative of where Celtic are at the moment that there's an Irish international who you're paying eighty grand with his loan fee and his wages, and he can't even go on the pitch.
1: That's the number you need Uh, We are on Twitter as well At Clyde SSB Eddie says uh, Agrees with many callers tonight The rebuilding needs to happen now Um, Ideally plan B Would need to be a Desmond funded manager To bring in his own backroom staff The clear out is That that is correct Eddie's correct
2: I said to you on Saturday Gordon this requires a manager of Brendan Rogers proportions And therefore Brendan Rogers style wages Dermot uh, Desmond has to step up to the plate now as well Because this rebuild is massive uh,
1: OK, I think we've got another call lined up I don't know why the my magic screen is not going so quick uh, Just a reminder, if you head on to our Twitter feed at Clyde SSB, You can see that statement uh, that I mentioned We have now put it up there So the Scottish Government... Um, Say we would expect the SFA To look into Celtic's trip further Well there are travel exemptions In place for elite sports Which are designed to facilitate International and European competition If we feel they are being abused We won't hesitate to remove that privilege Let's speak to Anne Who's a Celtic fan in canvas Lang. What's your take on it Anne?
9: Hi there um, I'm a season ticket holder at Parkhead And I'm absolutely God Uh, The way things have panned out, we're in the middle of a global pandemic. I'm not allowed to go and see my son, who stays in a different tier from me, and he's got no one else to help him look after him. These players who Neil Lennon has said have kind of, they're, they're out of the kind of bubble, whatever They've gone to Dubai, never mind the travel restrictions. I know the whole thing with Dubai, don't need to self-isolate when they come back, mm-hmm. but the whole thing is to go in the middle of a global pandemic when Neil Lennon has criticised the SFA for Scotland, players being away, Ryan Christie, David Turnbull, criticised Goalie for going away on a jolly to Spain. He And the board have taken those players away in the middle of a global pandemic, 19 points behind, league given to Rangers. What on earth are they going to do? How is this PR exercise going to be resolved in the middle of a global pandemic? When Nicola Sturgeon comes out today and said, no travel unless essential should be going in or out of Scotland, what is the situation? What does the panel think is going to happen to
1: Celtic? See, this is the thing, Hugh, and I think Anne will speak on behalf of, of loads of people, and by the way, we're the same. Oh. We, we've had some pretty tough news again today, and and life's not great at the moment, and there's things we can't do, and Anne can't go and see her son, and I completely sympathise with that. Um, the, there are there are exceptions in place, as the Scottish government acknowledge. Um, So for, for elite sports, they are allowed to travel to play or uh-huh. train. I assume that's why Celtic have gone, let's be honest, as much as you two disagree, I'm assuming Celtic haven't sneaked off to Dubai hoping that no one's going to notice, because no. they moved a fixture and they've put pictures up of them training, so they they clearly think they had the, the go ahead, if you like, they didn't know what Nicola Sturgeon was going to say today, but, but now this tonight from the Scottish Government is interesting, that they expect the Scottish FA to look into it further, uh, they don't want these privileges to be abused. OK, I'll speak
2: to Anne directly uh, on the basis of being a grandfather who hasn't seen two grandchildren in Brighton for 10 months. So I understand, Anne, what is going on and why it is deeply insensitive. With regard to what uh, John Swinney has said today and uh, what Nicholas Sturgeon has put in place today, I go back to my point... Celtic got their fixture with Hibs Rearranged a fortnight ago And it was well publicised at the time Because Leanne Dempster at Hibs Came out and said it was ridiculous that they had Moved the fixture to accommodate Celtic's trip to Dubai Nobody said a word about Dubai Until Covid-19 accelerated A new and more virulent strain Appeared And the figures became alarming And now Celtic having travelled before 48 hours before Nicola Sturgeon spoke now it becomes a profound embarrassment for the club and it looks profoundly insensitive however I'm not sure that Celtic have done anything wrong the government legislation or the government rules covering these things have not been breached and that's why I think that Politicians have a habit of jumping on these situations And making political capital out of them Celtic, it looks deeply insensitive But, and you know, what are you more worried about Being 19 points behind or Because you've mentioned them in the same sentence Dubai and being 19 points behind 19 points behind has nothing to do with it If you're concerned about Dubai Let's make that the issue Have Celtic done anything wrong? That's for the SFA to decide However, it was sanctioned by the SPFL uh, The perception,
1: Alex yeah. Perception is very important And I just I wonder what what the thought process was As to how this would Would ever look good Not even look good But just not look as bad as it does
3: Yeah, uh, I said earlier on I think the best word that's been used today Is optic score And it does not look good you get people like Anne Who can't see the boy uh, they, they see this as a form of abusing the rules Now within the rules it says that you can travel to training uh, And they've gone mm. uh, what, 7 or 8 hours away to do that
1: Oh hold on sorry Listen life moves fast and live radio Celtic have straight away issued us a response to the government statement Hugh mm. um, The training camp was arranged a number of months ago And was approved by all relevant football authorities And Scottish government through the joint response group On the 12th of November Twenty Twenty. The team travelled prior to any new lockdown being in place To a location exempt from restrictions The camp, the same one we've undertaken for a number of years Has been fully risk assessed If the club had not received Scottish Government approval We wouldn't have travelled Well,
2: there you have it Uh, John Swinney has perhaps jumped the gun here Uh, As I say, it looks awful From uh, Celtic's perspective It looks awful God. But no, no contravening of the, the, the pandemic protocols has taken place but, they you, are allowed... but, you, but to be clear then, you
1: still don't think they should have gone though? I don't think that
2: it looks good now But I didn't say anything a fortnight ago Alex didn't say anything a fortnight
1: ago Nobody said anything a fortnight ago When the fixture mm. was rearranged Well people did To be fair People said things about the, the moving of the fixture
3: I, I didn't but, think the fixture was yeah. right Gordon Because I in all my years But that I, was
1: more about the fixture Rather than the, the Dubai thing Yeah wasn't? But,
3: but I've never known a team to be going to a training camp abroad That gets a fixture move So I didn't quite agree with the SPFL sanctioning that So that Celtic could go to one that's, that's
2: another matter though the the, the the question of Dubai There is a travel corridor Which is open and available to go to Dubai And Celtic have outlined their case there And the government were aware of it As I say, tonight it looks horrible But they've done
1: nothing wrong Thank you Anne beat the pundit with the scottish sun
8: for the
0: best football news and opinion online slash football
1: even in the midst of all this seriousness we can find 2 minutes for a bit of fun and beat the pundit surely 01419511025 step up to the plate the sign ball could be yours your chance to beat the pundit the 1st of 2021 is coming up next
0: tackle the headlines 01419511025 Clyde
1: One Super Scoreboard Alex Ray and Hugh Keevans Here with me Gordon Duncan On tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard Lots happening The fallout from the game between Rangers and Celtic At the weekend rumbles on 19 points on the league table Celtic with games in hand Celtic are now in Dubai Something that the Scottish Government Is urging the Scottish FA to look into Celtic have already hit back Saying they got clearance From all relevant authorities to go and I doubt we've heard The end of this one So keep your calls coming in 01419511025 And we'll do this first
0: Beat the Pundit With the Scottish Sun For the best football news And opinion online uk Slash football
1: Okay Beat the Pundit time The first of 2021 Imagine that on the CV The first Beat the Pundit winner Of the new year That's what's staring Kevin and Bishop Briggs In the face tonight Hi Kevin Hi how are you doing guys Not All right. bad at all How are you, you Feeling Happy confident new Happy New no, Year to okay. you Going to uh, kick it I, off in I
10: style I, I don't know We'll soon find out we'll soon
1: yeah, find I'm out. looking at these que- I think they're quite tough These questions by the way I must admit I <laughs> oh, know, I pr- so. Producer Chris <laughs> uh, Feeling harsh In the start of the new year Heads it's Hugh, Tails It's Alex And it is Tails Alex Ray against Kevin From Bishop Briggs So I'm going to give you Some Clyde 2 to listen to Alex Yep he's giving us the thumbs up Kevin Same rules as last year 30 seconds Answer as many questions Right as you can And if you don't know it Pass And we will move on To the next one Okay 30 seconds On the clock And your time Starts now Before Saturday Who was the last player Sent off in an Old Firm game Yozo Simunovic Who joined Rangers From Wigan Alongside James Tavernier In July 2015 Uh, Pass What's the current points gap Between Celtic And Aberdeen Four Name any of Livingston's Three goal scorers At the weekend Uh, Pass Who does Lee Hodson play for at the moment? Hamilton Uh, How many times has Kieran Tierney scored for Arsenal? Once Which championship side take on Bonnie Rig Rose in the Scottish Cup on Saturday? Pass These are tough right let's bring Alex Ray back Alex can you hear us? I can yes They are tough by the way (laughs) Same set of questions to you 30 seconds Yep Time starts now Before Saturday who was the last player sent off in an old firm game? Pass who joined Rangers from Wigan alongside James Tavernier in July 2015? Wendas. What is the current points gap between Celtic and Aberdeen? Oh uh, Four. Name any of Livingston's three goal scorers at the weekend. Uh, Livingston would have been uh, Robinson. Uh, Lee Hodson plays for who at the moment? Uh, Hamilton. How many times has Kieran Tierney scored for Arsenal? Once Which championship side take on Bonnie Rig Rose In the Scottish Cup on Saturday Championship I'm going to go for Alloa Okay Kevin what do you think How did that go Oh I don't think it'll be far away mm, Pretty close Let's find out Before Saturday Who was the last player sent off In an Old Firm game Hugh a minute. No that's what Kevin said It was Jeremy Frimpong Remember oh, League Cup final. final Oh uh, See who joined Rangers from Wigan Alongside James Tavernier. I see I see what you've done here but Windass came with Matt Crooks From Accrington Stanley It was Martin Waghorn Waggy Who came So none of you got it The points gap between Great Celtic up, Kevin. <laughs> The points gap <laughs> oh, between okay, Celtic okay. And Aberdeen Is four Well done Kevin A cynic Kevin would say That Alec took so long I wonder if he was looking I, For a I, league I, I, table somewhere Here it's in the old notes but, but he got it He got it right anyway uh, Name any of Livy's Three scorers on Saturday You had Mullen Guthrie Or Robinson So I'm, I'm afraid he moves 2-1 in front Lee Hodson. Plays for Hamilton Ackeys I thought you weren't Going to get it Despite having Yeah I've seen him Scored at the weekend Seen him at the weekend So it's 3-2 To Alex How many times Has Kieran Tierney Scored for Arsenal Twice That was oh. the second At the weekend And Which championship side Take on Bonnie Rig Rose And Saturday Is Dundee He's pipped you by one oh. Kevin Hard lines oh,
7: Can't believe it
3: uh, Well played Kevin That was a tight one
1: <laughs> Good man Kevin Take care uh, Happy new year mate right, take care guys Good man up's Kevin in Bishop Briggs and what a goal it was from a Kieran wee, Tierney. Yeah, we drink, drink to that. Hold on, go. On. He's holding up his bottle of still water. Even uh, better than that. Uh, when Mikel
2: Arteta uh, after the game said that Kieran Tierney was a, a potential Arsenal captain, uh, so he's he's really settled in well there. It's a great goal, finish, it? yeah, it was yeah. tremendous.
3: Because obviously he's, he's he's a weaker right foot. By the way, he's kind of slows it into that top corner. Tremendous. I
1: was just looking, at Alex Ray raising his bottle of still water there and yeah. I know you're fond of a glass of red and yeah. it's, it's that time of the year where you might indulge any New Year's resolution either imposed by yourself or, or by the good lady well uh, she who must be
2: obeyed will be obeyed starting tomorrow there's a a fitness regime let me put it that way there's a fitness regime starting tomorrow have you been banned from the red
3: let be honest
1: correct <laughs> The boss has spoken Uh, honestly Is this going to be Seriously enforced? Well
2: You've you've met my good lady The answer is yes
1: You either do what you're told Or take the consequences Uh, Roger Hanna points out That it wasn't Jeremy Frimpong Because Morelos was sent off At Celtic Park Three weeks later Producer Chris Uh, Doesn't matter None of you got it right anyway It's the start of a new year We're just We're just just finding our feet Glad to hear Roger's listening To be fair Callum Stewart tweeted it as well Morelos sent off after Frimpong, but that's fine. As long as none of you got it right, I can I can breathe easy. Um, John Belton makes a great point. We're an hour late on this. He says, "Is it just me? Did I miss the performance goal and howler of the week?" You did, John, because it's because it's it's a new year and I'm clearly all over the place. And a couple of sleepless nights might be catching up on me. Uh, we usually do this at the start of a Monday, so let's do it now. What was your result of the weekend? Hibs nil, Libby
2: three. Have it any way you like 7 out of 7 For David Martindale mm-hmm. Or for the first time In Livy's history 5 league wins In a row Got okay. it to be the result It has
3: to be Rangers For me Gordon Moving 19 points It's been a long time Since that was the case
2: Okay goal of the weekend Staying Livy Josh Mullen What a lovely strike In the half volley. I've
3: got to go for the boy Robinson Hence the reason why I get the quiz question right He's at a 2v1 uh, With uh, uh, the t- Portes and Hanlon The two of them had an absolute He would not
1: take no for an answer, would he? Oh. I
3: thought the two of them were desperate To be honest with you I thought the defending it was in their favour And uh, the wee guy done him brilliantly To swoop it back And slow it into the neck
1: Right, sometimes it's the goalies Sometimes it's the referees Sometimes it's the strikers Sometimes it's the clubs Your howler of the weekend I think I know which group are getting it in the neck Because I've seen the highlights <laughs> I'll go... The Clamathlet goalkeeper Danny
2: Rogers And that last minute Howler uh, Giving St Mirren a point At uh, Rugby Park Danny Rodgers Bet with Kenny Rogers, At least he knew Where to hold them.
1: <laughs> oh dear <laughs> me The jokes will get better As the year progresses Trust me
3: I'm going for the mil- uh, Mother goalkeeper yeah, Gordon Chapman I thought you might For the first goal He was horrendous You know it was a basic oh. uh, uh, Shot from uh, Lee Hodgson and he managed to get done at the near post Very very poor He's a giant annoyance About 6 feet The guy yeah.
1: How he got beat like that I just don't know decided to not use his hands Which is Yeah criminal pro- problem. Problematic <laughs> At times Must be said huh? Yeah ruined my Saturday night uh, Anyway At Clyde SSP Yes I know I'm sorry Stephen Callum Everyone else Morelos was the last player To be sent off In an old firm game The beauty Of Beat the Pundit Is I just blame producer Chris I just blame Because I just read his question So I just, I'll shamelessly Just shift the blame Onto to him But luckily It didn't affect the outcome And Alex still wins on Beat yeah. the pundit Right nice. Back to the phone lines Let's hear from David Who's a Celtic fan In the City Centre What have you got for us Tonight David?
11: Hi guys uh, Happy New Year to you All and all that Same to Hi you David to you. Yeah Well What it is I was just really wanting To talk about The, the whole The league situation How it's panning out And I, I think The way Neil Lennon's been treated Is a bit unfair uh first all, I'd like to point out the fact that Celtic's only lost two games this season, uh one being uh the, the, the old firm game which I believe we we, we played them off the park. I don't think anybody can uh say that's right or wrong, but uh right up up until the, the sending off, uh, Celtic were the far superior team. Uh and given the the whole uh uproar about Celtic travelling to Dubai, which was obviously pre-arranged and stuff like that. I, I feel that in the past three or four games, uh, Celtic have been on the incline, and the performances have, have shown that. And Rangers have been on the on the decline and grinding out results, which champions do. But I just feel that maybe this is the turning, the turning point, uh, and just to say that the second half of the season, albeit we're slightly into it, more than like the second half, of Celtic can win their three games in hand and we've got it down to 10 points. Uh, is it unforeseeable that Rangers won't lose 10 points, especially since they, we've got for O-firm clashes to go, you know? Uh, and the past few seasons, Rangers have shown again in the January, once January comes, they start going a decline. And I do believe the past few games that they've been playing uh they
1: have
3: shown that the quality's not been there as much and they have ground out results. David, can I, David, David you said two the two losses this year? I have got it down as eight losses. Yeah, I think
1: he obviously means in the league in the league. Which is very convenient. In the league, sorry, in the league, is, yeah, which apologies. is which
3: is very convenient because when you look at some of the performances in Europe, that is a culmination of dropping points as well when you get Ferrin, Varos varos Uh well, of course yeah, Starter Prague. Like, you you but what So, you know They find themselves mm-hmm. uh, 19 points behind You know Two wins in 12 At a period There is I can't even recall The last time that Celtic Had that current form So when you say Cut Neil Lennon A bit mm. of slack I don't know where you're going with that
1: David, I just wonder How steep you think Celtic's incline is And how steep you think Rangers' decline is Rangers haven't dropped points In the league Since the 20th of September Now I know what you're saying I know that it was obviously A narrow win against Celtic And, and Celtic played better And, and yeah, you know it was a one nil against Hibs and so on, but I think it's worth repeating. They've not dropped any points in the league since the twentieth of September.
11: I don't think this Rangers team's a team that can go through the season unbeaten. They might, uh, they might, they might not need
1: to because they're miles in front.
11: Of course, yeah. I mean, uh, even if we were to beat them the twice, they still got six points. But I, I, I do believe. I don't think the the, the season's over. Domestically for Celtic I think we can still turn this
2: around David, David is a, a super optimist To uh, come out with the expression That this weekend could be the turning point Turning point to what? Precisely uh, David is a um, Celtic lost the game I know they played yeah, better Everyone saw it Everyone so agrees uh, But I cannot find a turning point anywhere in there um, David Has only one thing left Defiance and that's fine. If he wants to be defiant, he might call himself defiant. I would say he's delusional. You know, to, to talk of incline and decline, he's simply not paying any attention to the one thing that does
1: not lie, and that's the league table. I'll give you the final right of reply, David. Well,
11: I just don't really, really play to propaganda and people saying that it's all over. It'll all over with its mathematically impossible. And we still have. Celtics got 19 games to play, and Celtic uh, Rangers got 16 games to play. So uh, the prequel will be in the in become become come, come mm. May, uh, and I think you'll find that. Uh, uh, and the, when the split comes, you'll probably find a big old firm match that will be mo- maybe a title decider.
1: Well, time will tell. I'm not sure it's propaganda uh, to, to no. mention that the points gap and to mention the run Rangers are on. It's just it's just facts. You don't have to, and don't have to agree that with you that it's over. But no, no. no but as I say if you want to be defiant, that's your prerogative. Um, but I think he's delusional rather than defiant. OK, let's move swiftly on to Martin, who's a Celtic fan in Whitburn. Give us your thoughts tonight, Martin. Uh, good evening, gents. How's it going? All good. How are you?
12: Yeah, I'm good, mate. I'm good. Mate, i tell you what I just want to... It's not very often that I disagree with Hugh, but what Hugh said earlier on tonight was that, uh, uh, if I get it wrong, please let me know, is that uh, Neil Lennon will forever be remembered for the man who bought Celtic the quadruple treble I think for a lot of fans and maybe a majority of fans that uh, Neil Lennon will be remembered for the man that lost us 10 in a row and I think that's what Celtic fans wanted more than a quadruple treble was for that 10 in a row something that we could that we had over our, our sort of arch rivals, uh, Rangers I think that's what Celtic fans would have wanted more and second to that is that What's going through Neil Lennon's head at the minute, you know, does he honestly think that he's still the man for the job that can claw 19 points back? And, and if that's what he is thinking, I think that most people would say he's deluded. And if he isn't the man, why, why hasn't he walked already? Does he want his legacy to be that he is the man that
2: lost us 10 in a row? Well, he'll be the man until Peter Lowell and Dermot Desmond say he's not the man. Uh, So we'll need to wait until this uh, review of the club's progress Is uh, released by Celtic at some point in this month of January Uh, Whatever happens Martin, I would say that uh, You, the Celtic fans, have a song about knowing the history Well, the history will show That Neil Lennon was the first and possibly only man Ever to win a treble as a player and as the Celtic manager And he alone Did not get the quadruple treble Over the line It was a joint effort Martin, uh, Brendan Rogers And Neil Lennon uh, But He at least has
1: to be given credit for that But Martin's telling you He would have He cares more about 10 in a row He yeah. wanted 10 in a row More yeah. than the quadruple treble Yeah yeah And I, I fully understand that Um
2: Because they thought, the Celtic supporters thought they would have the bragging rights over Rangers from now until the end of time. Um, But at the same time, you must surely stop to acknowledge the quadruple treble and acknowledge the only man in Celtic's history to have won a treble as player and manager. You surely have to acknowledge that. If If he's made life tough for you with your pals who support Rangers, okay, I understand that. But surely... If you have a club history, then you acknowledge what Neil Lennon has done.
12: You 100%. I do. I totally acknowledge what he's done. But for me, he'll, for me, I don't think I don't think he'll be remembered as a man. I think if you said if you in five ten years time if you said Neil Lennon, will people say, oh Neil Lennon's a guy who won us a quadruple treble? Or will people say Neil Lennon's a guy who who should have probably walked you know, four or five weeks ago and give someone else a chance to, to rescue this season. Um I think that's when that, that'll be the first thing that comes to people's minds. Uh you know, when people look back on this season, it'll well, be that Neil I'll, Lennon lost at the ten the row not the quadruple
2: treble. I'll answer you by saying this. From a Rangers fan's perspective, and I'll ask Alec this question. Walter Smith lost uh 10 in a row while the Rangers manager uh and Vim Janssen and Murder McLeod Stopped it from happening. For me, Walter Smith is the most influential Rangers manager uh, of the last century. Am I wrong?
3: No, I think Walter presided over that with uh, the majority of that campaign, and uh, he he is kind of lauded by the fans. They absolutely love him, so I think Neil Lennon down the line will will get the recognition. I think the problem he has at the moment is he here and now and, and I think Martin's on the line talking about he should have walked mm. five weeks ago. For me, it wasn't his decision. It has to come up upstairs and we talk about leadership again because you're getting people protesting outside the ground, showing their discontent and there is no mm. guidance and, and we're, we're back at the place where they're worse off now six weeks down
1: the line, Gordon. Does this not all come down to expectation, Hugh, and the fact that many Celtic fans... Did not see this coming I'm not uh-huh. saying I'm, I'm sure I can't remember for sure Um But when Rangers were going for For 10 I'm sure the Rangers fans Did think they were favourites And I'm sure they thought They were going to do it But remember what's gone on In Scottish football Over the last decade or more Celtic fans Thought 10 was They thought it was there Thought, yeah. it, thought it was Maybe not done But couldn't see it coming But it would slip away Yeah And what we're dealing with
2: now Is um disillusionment And temper Um People cannot believe that the season imploded in the way it has done and that they are finding it very hard to come to terms with this. But implode, it has done. Bad buys, yes, sir. Uh, Bad performances,
1: yes, sir. It's all there. Thought you were about to boogie there Right thank you uh, Very much to Martin Uh, Rod is on And he says Your man David was hilarious For his benefit I'll reiterate If Celtic catch Rangers I'll run naked Down Argyle Street With super scoreboard Tattooed on my bum (laughs) And I mean tattooed He says in capital letters Just to let us know That he means business Rod I'll hold you to that. 01419511025. Thanks to Martin. We're going to speak to Declan next, and we've got a good question for you as well.
0: Taking your calls on Scottish football. 01419511025. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard.
1: Hugh Keevens is here. Alex Ray is alongside him, and they're going to have to team up on this question. Now, fulltime at clyde1.com. That's the address you need if you want to hear your full time teaser used on the show. Fulltime at clyde One. So the crazy pony He sent loads in last week So I think we're just going to Chip our way through these This is a bit harder Than I would usually um, Offer (laughs) to you two I must admit We're looking for Now listen carefully right I know you lot out there On Twitter will eat this up Seven International players With at least Ten caps Who have played In an old firm game For Celtic And in an English Premier League game For a former Rangers manager Bear with me 7 internationals At least 10 caps They've played in an Old firm game For Celtic And an English Premier League game For a former Rangers manager Any that, that Would spring to mind? Petrov Yes Under
3: Big Alex yeah. Yes
1: played under Alex McLeish And obviously played An old firm game For Celtic M- Way more than 10 caps for his country Yeah
3: Ooh. Struggling now hey, What about Turi? Yeah I was thinking yeah. No no no, no. Liverpool under Sunus maybe no?
1: no No So right so how what, what type of managers Are we looking at then Show um, me your work Sunus
3: Big Alec And
1: so Yeah That just about covers it So you're essentially Looking for Players that have played In an old firm game For Celtic And have played under Those guys It's got essentially A there no. Gravison. No. Yes played, played under Walter Smith at Everton Brilliant I'd my back pocket one day Well done Same haircut as well <laughs> uh, Right okay um, Right okay We'll leave it there I'll give you some thinking time Declan Is a Celtic fan In Port Glasgow How are you feeling As a Celtic fan At the moment Declan
3: I've been
10: actually Been forced into phoning Alec Ray's made a valid point And I agree him well for once <gasps> Alec you made a point About the two Celtic centre halves yep. I totally agree With what you're saying We're 30 yards apart On that park now, it's down to the general condition of the Celtic players. We're no fit. Laxalc's caught up that park 30 yards out of position. Beaton, I've seen Milk turn quicker than Beaton, but he's, he's out of position. I have struggled when get back. It all comes because we pressed that game for an hour, and we gasped. They're fitter, than us. They're faster, us. They, 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 they know what they're doing on the park. They're drilled. It's a total regression. Declan,
3: and it's caused because we're no fit. Declan, I, I, I actually... Had a wee uh, chat with a pal of mine today Because I was actually wondering where Laxell was At the time where Tavernier hits up the line The actual line that no, but No but Laxail was holding the line And where Ayer was in terms of the line The defensive line Beaton was about 6 or 7 yards deeper than him So uh, effective for me Laxail was in the right position However I thought Ayer was a country mile apart uh, And for me you're talking about recognising danger. Trying if, if he if, if he was in. Sorry, say that again.
10: It's a simple ball doing a line for tavania Beyond beyond black went out to get it. I have miles away. Yeah, so but he's poor, never going
0: to
2: get back. Poor positional sense is not necessarily due to a lack of fitness. The the only um, problem I had, and I, I expressed it earlier on the show, when Lee Griffiths came back uh, in July, unfit to play. That's one thing. When Lee Griffith is still, by his manager's own admission,
1: unfit in December, that's a problem. I see. It, it see depends some... what way you look at it, Alex, because it took an off, it took an almighty shift from that midfield diamond, and it was always going to right. So McGregor has to bust a gut to get out to, to the likes of Tavernier, and Christie has to bust a gut to get out to Barisic, yep. and they did it in the first half. Now you, Declan could could be onto something where McGregor doesn't get there quick enough in, right. in, in the second half, and it allows. Tavernier to go But Is there a difference Between being Unable to keep up That level for a full game And being Unfit I I, I assume that the, Like many big clubs It's all measurable And Celtic yeah. I, I'm assuming the numbers And stuff are there I'm assuming the Celtic players Don't Aren't You know Showing up as being Unfit But yeah. but, but were they unable To keep up that intensity Into the second half Gordon
3: It's, it's difficult Because up until there Celtic were very much On the front foot They didn't look to me As if it was a team that were Running out of steam But if, if you're not actually set if, if you're, Wait a minute Declan If you're not set To actually put that press on Ultimately then What happens is You can beat that press And then you're looking For your defenders To defend properly For me You have beat on Now I said this A couple of weeks ago When you play beat on At centre half You're running the risk We were on the show of, oh, Say a couple of months ago When Celtic played Hibbs It was a, a big long ball Flicked on And beat on Didn't track the runner mm. When they scored the goal uh, Hibs and, I, and he switched off He's lazy And he doesn't recognise danger for me, it's to put yourself in the channel earlier, and all you do is do is bump uh, Morelos from behind and give away a foul, and then you have to look at Ayer, who's so far adrift. Because if he's ten yards closer, Gordon, it's not a sender off. Declan. Well, there's a team
10: in there's a team in Glasgow, right? Training for a fixture at the weekend, practicing set pieces, practicing their fitness, practicing their drills, and there's a team lining the by a pool nineteen points behind, get their hair braided after Shane Duffy. It's unacceptable. <laughs>
3: Well, do, do, do you know? Do you know the thing? Uh, We've
1: uh, all the pictures. Let's not lie about it. See that, this is the thing. That, and by the way, I, I obviously got the got the usual on Twitter. How can you say that the pictures might not be That's not what I said. I, I was looking for a, a sort of general understanding as to how tricky these things can be for broadcasters at times, and that's just summed it up. I'm not sure Laxale is getting his hair braided by Shane Duffy in the picture queue. So, so there we go. That, that that has that has
2: proven my point. But if if tonight's program has shown anything apart from uh, David, who was defiant and said that the Rangers were on the the decline and Celtic were on the incline, tonight has shown that the Celtic supporters are beating their own club with a stick. In fact, several sticks. Dubai, fitness, bad buys. It's all there. And uh, a recognition that there's a massive rebuilding job Needing to be done And they want to see some form of action Being taken now They want Peter Lawwell To come out with some statement of intent To tell them what's going on here
1: I mean Alex, again Whether Shane Duffy's braiding anyone's hair or not Aside I think we move move on from that For everybody's sanity Um, Declan still might have hit on that point Point. That's frustrating the Celtic fans Where if you're 90 And um, I say this um, I never thought I'd say this statement. Can we can we push the pandemic to one side for a second? I know you can't really do that. Um, when you're 19 points clear, you go to Dubai. People maybe don't care as much. Celtic, I've got so much catching up to do, and it, it leaves a bit a bitter taste in, in the mouths of fans yeah. like, like Declan.
3: Especially when a lot of people can't go and see their family members. Gordon, they're paying uh, a lot of money to get a virtual season ticket as well, and uh, and then watching their team Losing the manner in which they're losing. Not not so specifically for the first hour of the weekend. There's a real frustration I think Declan Hits on a point as well there Because he was talking about What Rangers are doing Opposed to what uh, Celtic are doing Celtic are conceding goals From set plays At an alarming rate Gordon And There doesn't seem to be Any improvement In that area Hence the reason why we get People come on the show Saying What are the coaching staff doing Whether it be the manager John Kennedy Striking Yeah. That For me That has to get addressed Because there's a real nervousness that When the ball comes into their Their, their box They're so vulnerable
1: yeah, I mean, Hugh. That's the thing that we we have said it for weeks, but it's worth reiterating for all the focus and look at it. It's, it's half seven, and it's been all about, you know, where Celtic have gone wrong and uh, where they are going wrong, and so on. Um, it it's combined with the fact that Rangers are hitting almost Brendan uh-huh. Rodgers' invincibles levels w- yeah. with Celtic, and that is that's the combination. You're
2: dealing with people's emotions here. And the Celtic supporters had their hearts set on 10 in a row. Only to find that Rangers bought better players than them. Other than the bad night they had in Paisley going out of the Betfred Cup, they have been terrific, formidable, call it what you will, domestically and in European competition. Celtic have been woeful, utterly woeful in European competition and have... Been far too inconsistent on a domestic level It's come as a dreadful shock To the Celtic supporters And they're dealing with How they come to terms with their emotions It's almost like PTSD Post-traumatic stress disorder For the Celtic supporters now They didn't see it coming And in the aftermath of the weekend game at Ibrox The big stick has come out Against the club From Peter Lawwell To Shane Duffy Either
1: braiding Or not braiding Somebody's hair I don't I really don't think Shane Duffy's braiding Anyone's hair And and this just sums up What I was trying to guard Against at the top of the show And to everyone Who's then Sent me tweets earlier on Saying you're a disgrace How can you say that About those pictures Finally we've got a call Which kind of In a nice jokey way Underlines All I was trying to say At the top of the show Alex
3: No no Listen I've seen the picture of Big Shane uh, Brain but (laughs) I think it's have be mock up.
1: <sighs> right, anyway, thank you, Declan. Uh let's move on to Graham, who's a Rangers fan from Clyde Bank. Hi Graham. Hi, how are we doing guys? All right. Not bad at all. Graham. it's been all about uh Celtic fans and, and their disappointment and so on. On the flip side, how are you feeling about everything?
13: Oh very happy. Um I guess it's you know, the the best kind of feeling I've had about any Rangers team since maybe Walter Smith. Well, oh, a long time coming, so Aye, long may it continue.
1: Is the league over, though, Graham? That's the question.
13: So, uh, you know, I, I I'd like to be cautious. We've been, uh, let's say, kind of knocked down a few times. Come back for Dubai, um, but I would say so. I think so anyway. Which is kind of what I was calling about. Right. I wanted to know what the guys thought about, given the situation. Rangers, then you kind of mentioned that they are almost invincible, like, um, and the, the broad sense that. You know, it's probably done Should Rangers Capitalise on a couple of their assets Now In January, calculated risk uh,
1: um, Stephen Gerrard's Listening here. he's falling he off, off his chair Because <laughs> he's, 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 he's trying to tell Everyone that it's not over and we need to Keep focused, but Graham's Got it over to the extent that we could maybe um, See in? Rangers sell players and cash in I, My answer to Graham Is twofold uh, Stephen Gerrard
2: will not Sell anyone in the January transfer window I think he should Because uh, For example, Morelos I think Morelos's value Has dropped significantly From the time when The President of Lille Confirmed a £16 million pound bid For Morelos Since then, I don't think He's the same player uh, I don't think he's Transfer value would be anywhere near that level, and if Celtic got
1: a, if Rangers got a decent offer for him, I think they should mm. take it. I don't,
3: I don't it, think. It just um, doesn't.
1: It doesn't fit no. with what the club are trying to. Alec ah, like they're, they're trying no. to give off an impression of keeping the foot to the floor, aren't they?
3: Yeah, without doubt. And Morelos is the number one striker. I know Roof has actually scored a lot of goals of late, but when it comes to these big games, when it comes to Europe, Morelos tends to play. Uh, I, I get, I get the saying in terms of uh, scoring goals, but I think Rangers have found themselves short. Uh, Last year uh, In particular Now they've got a good quarter Of strikers Because of the building Over the last two years I would be flabbergasted if Steven Gerrard And the board Took uh, a bid for any Of their series players Because of the magnitude Of this And I don't think I think Graeme's going to A wee bit carried away In terms of this is over I don't think anybody At Rangers Will actually uh, concede that At the moment And I think there's still A bit of work to be done
1: Who are we talking though Graham? Who do you realistically Think Rangers could afford To cash in on at this stage Right, so so
13: I don't I don't necessarily just mean you know players going out and on coming in. I meant kind of replacing them for the next wave, if you like. Mm-hmm. And and I'm just saying that with the buffer that we've got, and I'm no suggesting this. So if Stephen Gerrard was listening, you know, don't take what I'm saying as <laughs> advice. But hypothetically, let's say we got a kind of big money offer for Glenn Camara, and you know, let's just say as well for make it two players. Alfredo Morelos. And if you can be bringing in to the club 20, 30 million pounds for the two players in January when other clubs are desperate, they need, you know, players maybe. Um, and we could then reinvest that in what I think would be the next wave of talent for Rangers, Lewis Ferguson and Lauren Shankland. You know, like for like Scottish league players. But the next wave, you know? I think yeah, that
1: yeah, know, I, I get strength. I get, yeah. You know, building from a position of strength and all that, Hugh, but I just wonder if the time is, is not right no, now. The, the,
2: in the background, I can hear Stephen Gerrard saying, not a chance. Um, he simply won't. I just think Morelos, I'm highlighting Morelos because I think that his value is dropping and football is a business. Uh, you know, Celtic will need to capitalise on Edouard, Uh and at some point, Rangers will need to capitalise on Morelos. and They, they have to compensate for... Although we are having a, a momentous time based on is the league over, uh, Celtic fans in turmoil, at the end of the day, they are also two business concerns. And COVID-19 has deprived them of money and lots of it, millions of pounds. And I think Eduard and Morelos... In the not too distant future, we'll have to be sold to compensate.
1: Mm. Okay, oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Yes, I'm Yes, lots of people tweeting about um, Diego Laxalt getting his hair braided off Shane Duffy. I know I've seen the I've seen the the picture. Uh, so thank you for reminding me. I'm glad to see we can be the source of entertainment. Not for everyone though. Uh, Paul, a big fan, kicks off by saying, "This is the worst show ever tonight," which is quite quite a statement. Yeah. We've done much, much. We've done much worse than this, believe me, Paul. <laughs> uh, he says it's a hatchet job on Celtic. They broke no rules. They followed all protocols and carried out checks. Dubai is full of holidaymakers. Impartiality is totally missing tonight. Except, I feel like Hugh, you, you said every single one of those things. I did, uh, and said that Celtic
2: had explained themselves very well in their statement. Uh, this has become a uh, political football now, and uh, two things happened. Uh, Ibrox happened on Saturday, and Nicholas Sturgeon recalled Parliament thereafter. And it makes the presence of Celtic in Dubai look like a desperately insensitive business. However, as Celtic have pointed out in their statement, they had full government sanction on November
1: twelve. That said Alex Even if that is all true yep. It doesn't make it a good idea God, And that's God, what will be. That's he, what a lot of people will be feeling
3: a, If the government and the, the, the working group Sanctioned this They should be looked at it. If the SPFL sanctioned it They should be looked at it as well We've had Celtic fans on here tonight Complaining about the actual landscape And the optics of this It doesn't sit right with them uh, I get that you've mm. got a guy on Twitter there Saying that uh, you know it's a hatchet job and all that But Celtic fans have been on here Complaining tonight about this it's not right, and it shouldn't have happened. It should be reviewed why it's been
1: allowed to happen. Right, oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. A late call. You can get as many calls in as you can, and we'll take them next.
0: Number one for football in Glasgow and the West. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Clyde
1: One Super Scoreboard. Hugh Evans and Alex Ray are here. It's the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. It's been quite. Frantic, manic as I thought it might be Mm. Um, But we're here all week as they say So we can get stuck into whatever we've missed tomorrow You've got this teaser to try and combat The Pony sent it in Seven internationals, ten caps They've played in an old firm game for Celtic and an English Premier League game for a former Rangers manager So guys like Petrov played under McLeish yep. uh, Thomas Gravison played under Walter Smith anymore John Collins played under Walter Smith at Everton He did and played for Celtic obviously Alex? Craig Bellamy? Yep, played under Graeme Souness Key? No uh, Keno? Which one?
3: Uh, Robbie?
1: Yes, played under Alex McLeish um, So many is that we've got? You've got two to get Oof. Doing pretty well, We're on much um, better than I thought you two would, I must admit. Um, honestly, Hugh, not we've gone from pictures to poetry. Oh. Curious creature says, Wait a minute, braiding hair. I'm sure that picture shows Neil Lennon in his speedos, just painting Bruni's toes. Oh, dear. Right? I mean, before we get accused of um, of fake news, let's let's knock that one in the head, I'll beat it up. quite funny, right? Bring in Robert, uh, who's a Celtic fan in Mount Vernon. What have you got for us tonight, Robert?
14: Alright guys, how's it going? Happy New Year. Yep, same to you. Um, well, well, first of all, I says, uh, me and my mate, we talk quite a lot, right, and talk about the games, talking about Celtic. Rangers have been a better team against Celtic in the last three games, let's be honest, right? And I keep saying to him, and he agrees with me, I just want Celtic to turn up and play against Rangers and turn up, and then we'll see what happens. On Saturday, Celtic turn up. The real Celtic turn up. And you've seen it, everybody's seen it made them look very ordinary. Um but the one thing we've been missing the whole year, everything's went wrong, it could have went wrong. The luck. And it came back on Saturday. Alright, bad defending but made a wrong decision. But don't don't get me wrong, Greens have done brilliant, but I am so pleased the way Celtic played for seventy minutes, whatever it was. And uh we got luck, we'd have won that game easy. Um and also I've got a towel in my hand but I'm not letting it go. I'm not throwing it in and out.
8: It's not in there. Well, Robert,
1: you, luck. How, how much luck are we are we talking here? What about the old phrase about you know making their own luck? Nineteen points behind, out of the cup, out of Europe, battered by Prague a couple of times and so on. There's got to be more to it than luck, surely.
14: Well, that's, that's typical of Celtic anyway. The last few years, to, Europe's slot. We don't really do that great. I know we won that section last year, but. Basically they've not done great In Europe for the last few years Anyway So it's more that Everybody's The league was more of a concern And uh, that's That's a big disappointment But To say Celtic turn up on Saturday And they were brilliant Have you got another day that I scored for your phone First half Game's over Mm.
1: Yeah I know But they didn't And that's the thing Robert So I wonder what I wonder what comfort That brings you tonight Because On the 4th of January You're 19 points behind And most people Not you granted But most people Who phoned in Think the league is over So what what use is it to think? Oh well, it's just about luck, and, and that will return at some point.
14: I'm sorry, I'm not coming on here to slag other people. Do that? Uh, come on, the slate Neil Lennon, Neil Lennon's a legend itself. He gets enough After other, other teams opposing fans. Whatever, you're not getting me slagging.
1: I don't mind. I don't care if you slag him or not. I just I'm trying to establish who that, that, you that whether, them whether them this I is luck uh, and uh,
2: what we uh, do about it. I think Robert just completely misses the bigger picture here. And the bigger picture is that Several players will go at the end of the season Some will return to their parent club Others will be sold And others will go as natural wastage Celtic need an overhaul And they need it quickly And they need it to be effective And they need to find a better recruitment system Starting with a better head of recruitment Before Stephen Gerrard makes it two in a row and then possibly three in a row and then the panic will set in I think Robert just misses the bigger picture here it's not about Celtic going to Ibrox and playing well for an hour and then having the misfortune to have Beaton sent off the club has got itself into a corner now they've painted themselves into a corner and they need to get rid of certain players and need to bring better ones in and that starts at the very back with the goalkeeper. As I say, Saturday proved the point. When Rangers needed a match-winning, probably league-winning goalkeeper, they had one. When Celtic needed someone to keep the ball out at the other end of the park, they don't
1: have one. And they've made that abundantly clear since the start of the season. So what happens next then, Robert? Do you want Slate Neil Lennon? I assume that means you think he's the man for the job. No,
14: I don't need you to I'm not going like what's going to happen is he's going to harm if, uh, if he loses the league With a lot of points Then obviously he'll go that's, just the way, that's the way of the world But all I'm saying is that In my bigger picture if Celtic just scored in the first half And scored a couple of goals Then it owns it right up again We've got three games in hand So still a chance to could one day Three and then back in okay, Robert, Robert,
2: won the game. But, but they didn't they didn't score did the goals. But Therefore, could, you're could coming at it from the the, 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 the shakiest angle. of ground here. It did not happen. Celtic lost the match. There is a 19 point deficit. It will be a 22 yeah, point deficit the by the time Celtic play Hibs on Monday night. So, you can't yeah, well, always you can't always give. You can't live in a world where if that had happened, it didn't happen. Well, that's
14: actually what that's what this. This uh, scoreboard thing is, come on. For we live in a hypothetical world, you
1: know that we come on and say things and that we do at times, so I I would concede that. Alex Ray,
3: no, listen, we we do talk about certain scenarios if this happened, that happened. But the actual game's finished now, so it then becomes fact that Celtic couldn't beat Alan McGregor. And up until 2021 minutes, I think they had some really good chances that McGregor put off magnificent saves. But in terms of goal uh, opportunities beyond that. Uh, it was very rare. A yeah, uh, good block uh, from
1: Balogun or so that would have be been the one after this kind of jumps out. Yeah,
3: absolutely. It's a good opportunity. But you've got, and Tom uh, shots mm-hmm. on target, Gordon, beyond that. You know, I, I think Celtic were very good for an hour, Gordon. But they're this, this just going round in circles because at the end of the day, it's three points to Rangers, yeah. you know. And then
1: Celtic, when you're starting to rely on luck, you're really struggling. And the point, the bigger point, Hugh, is Celtic managed to get themselves in a situation where they had to win uh-huh. on the 2nd of January and that oh. speaks volumes yeah, and they course. did and then they didn't on top of it yeah now the bigger picture for me is that
2: recruitment has to be looked at as a, a matter of priority because the recruitment has been turnbull and sorrow apart unacceptably bad and the managerial position has to be looked at as a matter of priority because with the greatest respect and I have said tonight on countless occasions Neil Lennon goes into Celtic folklore of that there is no doubt however he won't be the manager in August and what are Celtic going to do about that and the the shifting of players in and out is another serious concern for Celtic the whole club is now in need of being revamped
1: Thank you very much to Robert In Mount Vernon A new year Hugh And you're still as marmite as ever You'll be pleased to know These two tweets have just arrived On my screen Within a minute of each other I mean I'm not even I've not even had to scroll through They're right next to each other Within a minute At 7.49 Jay says That Hugh Keevans Is a pure Specky And then it's a word That I can't read out On a family Uh show Uh And a minute later Uncle Waldo He's got your back He says Hugh Keevans Is a national treasure Ah Bless you He's been called worse Let me tell you that uh, Right we got We're in a bit of a weird mm. Spell here I don't think we're going to have time To squeeze in another call Because I, I, I don't want not to waste anyone's time um, Anything major that you think that, that we've missed from the weekend That you want to Livingston How have to me, I have to mention Livingston yeah. Seven
3: on the bounce I, When do we ever say that You yeah. Seven wins on the for band. the
1: first time in their history Five
2: league wins in a row So it, it, it's story. a tremendous story On the other side of the coin, Motherwell, uh, a dire performance, a great result for Hamilton Acquis, but a dire result for Motherwell. Joint bottom of the table, they really need to find a way and find a way soon because the performances are those of a team completely lacking in direction, Mm -hmm. completely lacking in confidence, Mm. and...
1: They must start moving in an upward direction soon, or else. I see newspaper reports linking Tommy Wright with the, the or linking him, yeah. linking him more strongly. Should we say with with the role?
3: Well, listen. If you look at his uh, job, one of the most successful managers not at, at St Johnston, I think it'd be a good fit. He knows the league, he knows the personnel, uh, and he seems as if he would go in there uh, uh, at the right time.
1: Um, anything uh, else Hugh Before you Before we send Samirin, you on your Samirin way
3: So, and Nick the Point as well Was yeah. you know important on Because
1: g- on a g- g- Give us your Kenny Rogers line well, Again see, No disrespect uh, Danny the, If you're listening He the, doesn't mean it
2: I mean Danny Rogers Better off with Kenny Rogers He knew when to hold them <sighs> Honestly Box
1: office <laughs> wee, I used to have a wee Tumbleweed thing That I used to play out <laughs> Oh i I just <laughs> Doesn't really work When I advertise That I'm yeah. going to play it right There are always certain uh, Good lines that come to you When you're on the train From Westerton <sighs> Brilliant uh, So I think I
3: heard Did I'm
1: he tell you a- you, know, you know he's an A-lister We know, we know that yeah. don't we, isn't he? he was ambushed At the train station Today oh, right dear. And a gentleman <laughs> Took a picture of him Like not even because, Not, not as in Not like a selfie Um, He wasn't in the picture He just Just held the camera up And just took a picture of Hugh And he was he was Shell shocked by uh, this And had a mask on as well So <laughs> Still but, well see Yeah all right, a couple more in this teaser of yes. Internationals More than 10 caps They've played an old firm game for Celtic And an English Premier League game Under a former Rangers manager Hope you got all that right. do,
3: do, I've, got, I've got one you You've two got here. Petrov, Sorry. Keane,
1: Go Collins, Gravison, and Bellamy
3: What about Gary Gillespie? Nope Oof. Shea Given? No oh, I'm, I'm finished then No, no,
1: no, no. Much more obvious than those two Well, no, I say that One of them's quite tough Right, I'll show you the working One of them Played up here for Celtic, obviously, and he played an English Premier League game under Dick Advocat, presumably at Sunderland. Oh, Sunderland, right, okay. That's a hard Uh, one. Adam Matthews? Yes, Adam Matthews, well done. Oh, go shuck. And the other one, former Celtic player, played under Graham Soonis. Blackburn? Or Newcastle? Let's say he's John Hartson's old pal. Oh, uh, Berkovic. Ayal Berkovich well done thank you Alex Ray and Hugh Evans, for joining us on tonight's show the biggest thanks as always goes to you the phone lines were red hot so really sorry if you couldn't get through but please do try tomorrow Roger Hanna and Gordon DL will be here it's a new year we're looking forward to it I know that times are a little bit tough but you played a massive part in getting us through the last one so we can do it again together I have no doubt about that we're back tomorrow at 6 o'clock write down the number 01419511025 Meg McHugh is up next she'll look after you